What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another special edition of the Smack Talk Podcast presented by SmackOutMoment.com. This is the WWE NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2 pay-per-view post-show. We're going to be recapping our thoughts on the event, everything that transpired, all the matches, breaking down the results, anything else that we need to talk about. But before we get started, I need to introduce who's talking about this tonight. I, of course, am your host as always, Tony Mango, and joining me on the call is Mr. Drew White. Well, they say great things come in two. So we have Brooklyn two. We have us two. Fucking shit-headed twosers. We got everyone here tonight. I thought you were going to say great uh, great things come in, Drew. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, when I – I think that me and my girlfriend do. When when we're listening to songs, I just replace the word you with Drew all the time. Every song. What's the the main go-to? Like – uh, can't like the song "Can't Feel My Face" by the weekend. It's "I Can't Feel My Face When I'm With Drew." You know, stuff, stuff like that. I have no Simple. idea what song that is. I'm too old. <laughs> by the weekend, ah, it's not even like that. Uh, name a song. Just name a random song. Uh, also, Sprog Zarathustra. Yeah, I seriously good Drew. Sure. Actually, you did that for an outro one time. So what the hell? We already did that as a Drew one. Oh yeah, that uh, is it. <laughs> this has nothing to do with what we're going to be talking about tonight. But what the hell? Why not? Um, let's just get right into the mix here for our, uh, coverage for the pay-per-view. Our first match of the night was Austin Aries versus No Way Jose. We had No Way Jose come out with a conga line and, uh, didn't really end up boosting the spirits enough to get him a win here because Austin Aries won via submission. Uh, ends with Austin Aries going again for the submission last chancery until Hideo Itami comes out. He kind of like stops it and makes the crowd go crazy because he hits a GTS. So he's finally, <laughs> finally. picking back up that move that he had originated, which CM Punk stole from him, made popular. <laughs> uh, what do you think about this first match? What do you think about the conga line, all that other stuff? Well, I started the match, you know, that conga line. I was like, oh, God. It just reminded me of Adam Rose, and, you know, that's disgusting. But at least No Way Jose is at least a better form of Adam Rose in some way, shape, or form. But overall, the match was fine. It was a solid opener. It was fun. Uh, I it, The thing is, thinking back, I don't re- remember too much about the match, which might be uh, which might mean it maybe wasn't as good as what I'm trying to remember it as, but I know I enjoyed it for the most part. The Congo line was interesting. The end of the match uh, with Hideo Itami coming out was Something I wasn't expecting, but I was fine with it. I, I'm still on the Hideo Itami train. That was my one to watch for this year. So I'm hoping that he finally gets this uh, whatever the fuck he plans on doing back on the roll because he's been out for fucking ever, it feels like. At least it's better than sitting on the sidelines. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, if you're one of these superstars who were on the ring apron or not the ring apron on like the end of stands first row, I mean, that's the sidelines tonight. We had what? You know Becky, what Charlotte, Sasha, Ric Flair, Finn Balor. Mick Foley was out there. Mick Foley and Noel. That was great when they when they cut to Mick Foley and Noel. People were like, hey, Mick Foley and Noel. Awesome. Like that. They cut to Finn Balor. What? It's Finn Balor. They accidentally <laughs> cut back and then they were like, boo, it's fucking Mick Foley again. <laughs> Weird Ugh. instance there. I don't know who was responsible for that. I'm going to blame Kevin Dunn. Oh, yeah, even though this is 100% not a Kevin Dunn thing, it's always Kevin's Dunn. Mm-hmm. And I want to mention something. I always, uh, when it comes to NXT versus the main roster, when it comes to their like camera angles and like the shots they use, 
NXT always does it better for some reason. I always like it better because they always do like that side apron, like camera scroll, and then like zoom out a little bit. Something they don't really do much on the main roster. I, I always dig the NXT set a lot more. And I don't know why. It's just simpler and it's not Kevin Dunn. And maybe that's why. <laughs> All of it's Kevin Dunn's fault. I mean, I took a wrong turn earlier. Uh, and, you know, I can blame my GPS, but I think I want to blame Kevin Dunn on that one, too. Well, see, you were supposed to turn to Davis, but you actually went down Kevin Dunn Road. <laughs> if that was That's the case, the then it's definitely his fault. Well, yeah, of course. Beaver dams. Uh, you know, you <laughs> were speaking about the fact that they're doing the different camera angles and stuff. Something I wanted to mention. I don't know if you agree, disagree. I mentioned this in our Mega Maniacs chat, which, by the way, if you're not a part of the Mega Maniacs chat, go ahead and sign up for that. Even if you don't have a Facebook account, make one up. Why not? It's 2016. And uh, if Silent One and Two made one up just to join the chat. Yeah. If he could do it, anyone could do it. Mark Gracie. <laughs> Fucking Mark. But uh, something I brought up about that. This felt like their WrestleMania to me. Did it feel the same to you? A part of me really did. And I don't I don't know why, but I, I think the main thing was that last year with how big Brooklyn was and that this is kind of like Brooklyn 2, they didn't really have WrestleMania weekend 1. So that was the first one. This is the second one. So pretty much, if you really think about it, this one was going to be bigger because the hype around this is way more than that WrestleMania was at the time. So maybe I'm not going to go ahead and say that this is their WrestleMania quite yet. It depends on what the hype is going into whatever the uh, – what would it be, TakeOver Orlando this year? I'm assuming that's what they're going to call it. So uh, it just depends on what the hype is going into that. But, you know, if Brooklyn – if they're going to do this Brooklyn thing for their, like, big WrestleMania, I don't have a problem with it. It was awesome. Both both shows were awesome. So I, I have nothing to complain about if they were to do that. They've at least got next year because they booked Brooklyn for SummerSlam next year as well. What was that? They've got uh, the Brooklyn SummerSlam whole thing that the setup that they did last year, this year, they've got next year as well. So mm-hmm. we're at least going to get NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. You know, I still wish that they would move SummerSlam to an outdoor arena just because they – just like in 2014 when they were making that big thing about how it was going to New York. I just thought like, oh, man, it would be cool if it goes four hours and it was like at like MetLife or something like that. But if they give it a Barclays, I want to complain about it too much. I, I doubt Brooklyn. I, I don't think an NXT event would be able to sell out something like a whole football arena. But it'd be cool if they made this their own WrestleMania in a way. Do you think that? I don't know about trying to make it separate like that. But your idea of uh, SummerSlam out in the open like that, I brought it up before. Bring it up again. Great up American like bash year. at the beach. <laughs> If you, you want to do this split, split pay-per-views, do it in July. Make it around the 4th of July. Make it a SmackDown thing or a Raw thing. Doesn't matter. And do it again, goddammit. <laughs> and bring back <laughs> Halloween Havoc, too. Why not? Let's just bring back everything from WCW. Not everything. We don't need Disco oh. Inferno back. I don't know. Disco Inferno is, like, the greatest ever. But we do need everything. Glacier back. Oh, I love me some Glacier. <laughs> Well, we did actually, a nice little transition here. We got the other one that people were calling a Mortal Kombat character here. Uh, Ember Moon made her debut against Billy Kay. First off, I have to mention, both really look like legit superstars. Like, Ember Moon, she's not got that sort of phase where she needs to figure out where she's going. She looks like she's been a character for a long time. Billy Kay, big step up. She's got this blue whatever the hell kind of outfit on and looked great on her. She looked like she was carrying herself really well. 
So big thumbs up to both of them for not seeming like they were in the developmental brand. Yeah. It, they they really impressed me going uh, with the, their match. It was solid for the most part, both Amber and Billy. So, uh, you know, with the possibility of Bailey going to the main roster, people need to step up. So, yeah, these two eventually will be challenging Asuka for that women's title. Uh, no spoilers intended, but, yeah, that did happen. So, you, you know, I, I have no problems with uh, these two, I, honestly. Uh, Amber, you know, uh, the comparison I'm going to make because just because the athleticism is there and mainly because she has a big butt too, but it, <laughs> did, did she remind you of Naomi at all? Like, 100%. not at all. <laughs> not Seriously? I, I know she had like the red, she had like the red contact, uh, like the contacts with like the red color on it. I noticed that and I thought that was interesting because last person I remember in WWE doing that was Rey Mysterio, which I know you hate because you hate anything cool, but. Booyaka, booyaka, overrated, booyaka. <laughs> But yeah, they both did a solid job, and honestly, a- Amber impressed me a lot more than Billy. And and that's nothing to her, but it was just a, a solid match. And uh, I've seen her before, but never seen this new girl. So overall, I give it a thumbs up. A solid second match on the card. Yeah, and um, I gotta agree. I think Amber kind of stole the show a little bit, but that's not saying that Billy was bad. I mean, I've seen enough of Billy that I know that she's capable. So you know, the thumbs up for her too, but. Ember Moon, you are working against a lot. You're kind of an uphill battle when you're doing your debut because everybody's just going, are you going to suck or are you going to be fantastic? Especially when it's at, like, especially if it's at their WrestleMania, if we if we want to consider Brooklyn their WrestleMania. Her first match at possibly the biggest like show for NXT of the mm-hmm. year. And she did a superb jar- job. She's very athletic. She didn't, from what I remember, like botch anything. So overall, thumbs up. I have no complaints. Very cool finisher too. That stunner oh, of off course. the turnbuckle. You know, I at first I was like, uh, I, when I saw that, I was like, what, what? But she, I mean, she, she has a better stunner than John Cena, so I really can't complain too much. <laughs> so overall, just good job. Impressed. I, I, I'm looking forward to what her and Oscar do sometime down the road if that eventually happens. What do you think about the eyes? The red. Uh, oh my god, I'm blanking on the name of it. Just like the contacts. Contacts, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I'm like the red iris things, the pupil stuff. <laughs> I, I don't hate it if she does something where she changes it based on like her outfit because I think she had like I I if I remember correctly she had like a red outfit on, orange red type of stuff, orange yeah. red. But she had like the like the long flannel stuff on it, not flannel, but she had like long. I don't know. She she had like an interesting outfit, but. I'm fine with it. it. It helps her stands out. You look at her and you're like, oh, that it helps her stand out in a way. No one else does that. So you'll remember her just by like making eye contact with her. You're like, oh, yeah, that's Ember. So and it kind of goes with the name anyway. So Ember Red. So if, if she keeps the color red, that's cool. If she like changes it based on like, you know, the Finn Balor thing where like the demon, she he changes his like persona when she has like the blue eye contacts. Oh, she's in a totally different mindset than the red eye contacts. So you better not fuck with her when she's in the blue. She's going to be other variations. Instead of Ember Moon, she's going to have, like, uh, Blue, and she's going to do the other variations of the Pokemon moves. So she's going to be Bubble Moon, and then she's going to be, like, Razor Leaf Moon, Green, <laughs> you know? Just to play uh, up the, the Pokemon Go crowd like they were trying to do with Golden Truth, but actually, like, uh, you know, with a cute girl instead of, like, I want- 40-year-old guys. I really didn't watch Raw for the past couple of weeks, and I know this isn't related, but... Are they still doing that? If they are, I've blocked it out. 
I could. I might be pulling a Seamus here and just not paying attention to it, but I don't think that they have been doing it. I thank God. I, I, I just don't want to like see watch SummerSlam tomorrow and notice it and just hate my life for wasting my time with it. <laughs> no, the last thing that they need to do with SummerSlam tomorrow is to show like backstage segments where they're catching a venonette or something. Ugh. Why would they want to why waste your time on a fucking venonet? Catch like a fucking bulbasaur or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh third match on the card was Andrade Cien Almas, which we or at least I found out Cien is a hundred. That's what that means. So yeah. he's Andrade one hundred Almas. Huh. Yeah. Did you not know that? No, I totally didn't know that until tonight. Did you not take Spanish in high school? I took three years of Spanish, and I remember how to say my family eats in a window, but I don't know what 100 is. To be fair, I took three years of Spanish, too, and the only thing I remember is how to say I don't speak English. <laughs> or I, I don't speak say, Spanish as well. I can say me llamo Antonio, because I went by that name. <laughs> and mi familia comen la ventana. See, and I think someone... primavera means spring, but it's also pasta, so... My One first year, I didn't. Even, I didn't even get my name in Spanish. I didn't get Andres. I had a someone else had the name before I got there, so I gotta pick my name. So I picked Jorge. <laughs> I can see you being Jorge. Jorge White. Yeah, it's totally exactly. what I should credit you as in this video. Now. I do it. I'm not gonna complain. <laughs> what does Jorge mean in English? Like, what's George. the? Oh, it's George. Yeah, fuck. I, uh, there wasn't a George in the class, so it made it easier to get away with that. Andrade George Almas. <laughs> well, he looked like fucking Lou Bega with his outfit tonight. The suspenders and the hat and all that. I was picturing him coming out with Mambo Number no. 5 instead, which would have been much more awesome because I love that song. <laughs> but the one who gets the real show stealer entrance, his opponent, Bobby Roode. What an awesome way to bring him in. They full, uh, full on just embraced the glorious bomb. And he's coming down from this, like, big podium. The song's playing for God knows how long. It felt like a really long time, which was amazing, because the crowd gets real in the wits, starts singing along with it. This is the dude's first match, and they know his theme by heart. It's fantastic. Love it. I wrote it down as one of my favorite entrances of the year so far. Big fan of Bobby Roode winning the match, too. He should have. Yeah. You know, that entrance, I... I didn't know what to expect. I was looking away when it started, so I was like, what the fuck's happening? And then it just reminded me of WrestleMania 25 when Shawn Michaels kind of like came down yeah. from like the heavens. So I was like, I automatically, I was like, oh, this is fucking insane and amazing. So HBK. <laughs> Bobby Roode. But the match was, it was a solid match. Uh, I, I I remember watching Bobby Roode and TNA, and I was impressed, but I didn't think it was anything special. But I I thought it was a good, solid outing. And uh, I have been watching NXT for the most part lately, but I, you know, both ends, another solid match. Uh, the thing is, like, with the first three matches, nothing really stood out for the most part other than that they were just good matches that kept the crowd pumped and lively, and it, 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 none of the matches got boring. So mm -hmm. uh, for the for, especially when the show ended up going over about about. 30 40 minutes so it hit like that 10 40 range which i wasn't expecting so uh, i mean the, the last three matches are the main ones on the show but overall the first hour of, of of takeover two was in my opinion better than uh the first hour of the first takeover brooklyn event well they just they had um specifically said ahead of time it was until 10 30 yeah oh well, i mean so it only went over a couple minutes 
Oh my bad. Well, see, here's the thing. I don't I don't pay attention to that stuff. So when yeah. I, I just expect two hours because every other one is like two hours. Which kind of that... makes me a little bit nervous that maybe SummerSlam tomorrow is going to be like seven hours instead of Dude, six. You... And it's like, oh. I, I remember WrestleMania went went to like about 11.30, 11.40 last year. So do not be surprised if SummerSlam does something similar. There's only I... so much wrestling I can take, even if it's so good like what tonight was. Well, with like Wrestle Kingdom, you know, that show, I remember that show is like forever long. It's like six hours long as well. And the crowd, I mean, the Japanese crowd's, you know, into it the whole time. And I, I think Americans are just lazy and they don't have, you know, just the just the emotional drive to just keep up for that long because we're all lazy assholes in America. But it's just like, fuck, if, if SummerSlam hits that six hour mark, I might fall asleep. Well, the Wrestle Kingdom felt forever because it, they stopped midway through to run a commercial for a friggin' uh, cartoon show, like the the cat or the what, it was a mouse or a cat or a yeah. And also something. they started they started the show with the thirty man battle royal. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, Bobby Roode gets to win here. You could tell that right off the bat that he was just kind of like, oh my god, there's people here. <laughs> like this is what. I should have been doing for all these years, you know, just like light on its face, his eyes like full of energy and everything had to feel amazing for him to just be like, people not only dig me, but there's people to dig me. (laughs) When a lot of these TNA people are, have been coming over for the past couple years, you you saw with Samoa Joe, you've seen him with Austin Aries, you've seen it with Bobby Roode as well. And even when, uh, uh, what's his face? He went back to TNA eventually, but Yeah, Storm. Uh, you know, when they were here, they they seemed like they had a new life, that they were motivated, that they wanted to, like, you know, be here and do good things here. I mean, I mean, the, the paycheck's going to be better than what they were getting in TNA, most likely. But, man, it's just amazing how terrible TNA is compared to WWE. It's and kind of a shame it, that they can go, like, I'd rather go to WWE's developmental territory and get a better crowd, uh possibly a better uh, paycheck we're not too sure and just feel like i am more deserving of being in that spot than to be like world champion of tna well most likely merchandising is probably better in wwe regardless if you're in development or or on the main roster compared to tna so i i imagine (laughs) the wwe shop and tna's got that warehouse that's also their uh headquarters and they've got uh don west just like shilling stuff (laughs) Oh, the the I, I'm not gonna lie. The Don West commercial where he's just like trying to sell everything in the warehouse is one of the greatest things TNA's ever done. So I can't shit on Don West. I feel <laughs> bad for him. He's fucking there still. Uh, after this match, we had a little bit of a promo for something. It was like sanity and whatever. No indication of who it is. We assume it's got to be for somebody who's gonna make a debut. But I mean, we're totally in the dark when it comes to this right now. What do you think's going on with this? Dude, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I haven't. Like I said, I've been out of wrestling a little bit for the past month, so I have no idea what the recent signings are. So I have no idea. I was hoping you'd like, hey Drew. So this guy is coming, and I'd be like, hey Tony, that's awesome. But I, I don't know no anybody clue. who would fit that. I'm looking at like the list of the people that aren't currently on Raw, SmackDown, or NXT. And most of these names, I don't really know. Gabriel, Ely, Dylan Miley, Daniel Matha, Dallas Harper. Like, they're just just names. 
The only ones I do know are Bronson Matthews, which is uh, Josh from Tough Enough, Rich Swan, totally not going to be Rich uh, Rich Swan. <laughs> he, you know, the uh, Cruiserweight Classic. Which, if you're not checking out the Cruiserweight Classic, go check that out. It's so good. Uh, Tino Sabatelli. It's not going to be him. I, as far as I remember, Tucker Knight doesn't seem like somebody who would be like that. And I don't remember Riddick Moss being someone. Maybe Steve Cutler. I don't remember him too much either. And Patrick Clark, no. So, oh, and it's not going to be uh, Jeet Rama. It's never going to be Jeet Rama. It's a terrible yeah. fucking name. So but... maybe Hugo Knox. I don't know much about him. And that's kind of a, a name that I've heard before. So pretty much it, it most likely is going to be one of these people from the Cruiserweight Classic then, correct? Could be that. It, it could be um, – well, they might be just coming up to Raw for the really? Cruiserweight division. I doubt all of them are going to come. I, I still believe some of them are going to end up going to SmackDown just because yeah, just because SmackDown, yeah, SmackDown needs it. And also if they end up actually adding a tag team title, they're going to need teams to compete in it. So I 100% believe not all of these Cruiserweights are going to go there. Plus I bet some of them are going to go to, to – NXT for developmental purposes as well. Well, I'm not going to lie. The first thing I thought of, which I don't think is true, so don't get your hopes up if you are into this idea, everybody, but first thing I thought of was, is there anybody out there who would have some kind of a gimmick that would work along with this? And I thought, maybe Abyss? (laughs) And it was like, well, I'm thinking Abyss and Bobby Roode and AJ Styles and Eric Young and James Storm and all these other people that are like coming over to NXT you got to just, like, crawl into a, a ball in the corner of the room and cry if you're Dixie Carter, right? Oh, don't worry. She has Drew McIntyre and Damon Sandow. So, oh, yeah. Just... Okay. Aaron Rex will change it around. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid fucking name. Damn it, Sandow. Why are you ruining yourself? Go back to the movie. I... You shave your beard and you, like, gain more weight. You are just a pathetic human at this point. It's... Maybe that's how they pay people in TNA. That's just the craft services table. I, I mean, I, I fucked. I mean, Drew McIntyre looked like he was gaining a few pounds the last time I saw him too. So I mean, that's the thing; they just like get unmotivated, fat, and they maybe Matt Hardy is just like forcing all these people to get fat, so he's not the only fat Hardy out there. So that's what happened with um, Chris Hero, and with uh, oh god, what was the other guy's name? I don't know. Chris Hero is just fucking fat and lazy, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank on the other dude's name. Uh, the Braden Walker guy. Oh, I don't know his name. Chris Braden Harris. Walker. Chris Harris. I don't know. Yeah, so the Chris H people, they, they you know, got the catering bill. Uh, so, um, do you even think that they have catering in TNA? No. I mean, they give them like a pack of those uh, cheddar Bunch of peanut butter crackers. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, the ones I, that I like was... anybody would find at like lunch when you were a kid, and it was like, yeah. uh, oh, you only have those. And people would try to trade them, and you're like, I don't fucking want them. I've got Doritos. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. Yeah, you lame kids with your crackers. Ha. Huh. Okay. So more on the uh, sanity thing when we learn more about it. Who knows? I mean, I'm assuming at probably by tomorrow there's going to be some kind of like. By the way, everybody, it's this guy. Who knows, maybe it's a woman too. I don't really know too much about some of the women that are going to be coming up. I know it's not going to be like Daria, but uh, maybe it's somebody from TNA. Maybe it's somebody from Ring of Honor that I don't know. Maybe it's an Evolve guy. Maybe it's Cody Rhodes coming back. Who knows? Maybe it's you. 
if it is, I can't speak of that. Oh, because it's like contract issues. I feel you. <laughs> nah, it's just because I need some water. Then I'll be able to speak on it. So, uh, wasn't there wasn't enough pink shirt? So Tony, I know it wasn't you. <laughs> if it would have been all in pink, and then it would just had like a thing at the very end that just went hair gel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what was our next match? Oh, this was, to me, match of the night. NXT Tag Team Championship. The Revival, unfortunately, retaining Tony. against Gargano and Ciampa. Tony, overrated, huh? Yeah, I, I can't call them overrated anymore. They've had too many consistently good matches. They're Exactly. Good. Yeah. They're just good. Can now, I they look something? like jackasses. Oh, of course. And One of them has still... like, a terrible tattoo on their side, and it annoys me to death. I don't know what it's a tattoo of, but, but it, uh, it might, I think it might be Dash, but it's like a AJ Styles like tattoo on his side. And it's fucking terrible. <laughs> it annoys me. I haven't noticed that. I'm too used to what I had said again in the Mega Maniacs chat. I was like, every time I see Dawson, I think Joe Pantoliano <laughs> mixed with Perry Saturn every single time. And I'm just fixated on that. Maybe that's one of the reasons why I don't like him, but... I, I do have to admit, they are proving me completely wrong. So, one thing I will say, though, I don't like, at least not yet, maybe I'll, it'll warm up to me, the same kind of thing. I don't like the Gargano and Ciampa name, hashtag DI, uh, DIY, do it yourself. Oh, dude, I don't like any of the hashtag names. That No no offense to anyone who like likes that shit, but, you know, it's 2016. That's, that was like two years ago, so I don't know why they're still hopping on this train that they do that, but... Uh, it is what it is. I, I doubt that that's going to be their name forever. I doubt that they're going to be a tag team forever. I was expecting a heel turn tonight. We didn't get it. Uh, uh, I'm glad we didn't. You know, it, it, the, the, the Revival is like the perfect heel team if you think about it. So they, they, these guys could chase the title again at the next TakeOver event or whatever their next tag ma- t- championship match if they get a rematch of any sorts. I don't think they've announced when the next TakeOver is. Let me double-check that schedule right now, but I'm pretty sure if it's going to be any time, it's probably going to be sometime in October. Yeah. Well... Uh, yeah, I don't have anything listed here, so... No, they usually mention it in the next couple weeks, I bet. But, Tony, this match, it was pretty incredible, right? So good. I mean, I wrote this down as another... Probably not going to end up picking it, but another choice for one of my favorite matches of the year. I wrote it down as well, that this was... Easily the best tag team match that WWE has put on all year. And and the Revival, I've always given them high praises because they've always had great matches with everyone they go up against. With Even when it was Enzo and Cass, and Enzo and Cass aren't necessarily the best wrestlers, those matches were still entertaining. American Alpha, amazing matches. And everyone else they go up against, it's always a great match. And it's always a... these They are the perfect example of a heel tag team of just doing whatever it is possible to win the match without having to like knock the referee out or something stupid along those lines like the main roster does. This is what I would hope tag team wrestling would be on the main roster if they knew how to fucking do it. Because this is – that was perfection. Just the storytelling, all the near falls, all – all the interesting ways to like do like referee like you know distractions and even with like pulling for example there was a one moment where uh, there was a submission hold where pretty much it was the two guys were 
uh, the the hold was in place, but the two guys were fighting on the outside of the ring, trying to hold each other back, or one of them was holding the other one back to not let him get in the ring. It was just a, it, I was more interested to see watching that than it was to actually watch the submission hold. So everything the revival does is gold, and you were fucking wrong this whole time. Just wanted uh, to you know that I was. Yeah, I'll admit it. Was, I was. <laughs> thank you. That's all I needed to hear from you. There's just, been. This is now, I think, the third like major thing where I've had to go. God damn it, I'm wrong. There's some <laughs> things I'm still right about, I, but I will admit I was wrong about Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I you was were wrong, wrong about, about Finn Balor's entrance, and I'm wrong about the revival. I still admit uh, I, I'm still sticking to my guns. Del Rio and Sheamus are overrated. <laughs> so, no, I'm not. I'm not. I, I like saying that they're good, but I, I I understand people who say they don't like them. So I'm not going to fight you on that. <laughs> and at the very least. We won't have to deal with uh, Del Rio in a month. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Oh, you don't have to worry about him probably fucking he, – who knows? He might be out of the company soon, but oh, – I'm well. assuming that 30-day suspension, we probably won't ever see him again. Yeah. Well, what about Paige? Uh, well, I'm okay if she comes back if she doesn't shout. <laughs> well, well, Tony, it's her house. She has to let everyone know that still. Uh, just one more thing about this match before we move on and get like more off-topic like we always do. Right. Um, I – wasn't that the most, the best use of near falls that the, any any like oh match God. in WWE has done in a while? Like, like whenever they do the near falls on like the main roster, you knew like that most of the time. You, even if they were like awesome near falls, you knew that most likely that there was going to be a kick out. A lot of those that match could have ended like ten minutes earlier, and it was still going on. That might have been the longest match of the night. They just kept on, they just they just went all out on that. That was incredible. The best one of them. By far, I think was the foot on the rope. Oh, yeah. that was I, the one where everybody in the audience was like, "Oh, we have new champions!" and fuck. <laughs> I, I, I think I actually, yeah, I think I typed in all caps "fuck" in the uh, Mega Maniacs when that happened. <laughs> yeah. Just because, not because, I was just like, "Fuck, this match is still going on." This, this is easily up there with. I, I don't know if it, it's not going to be on the same level as Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura from NXT Takeover Dallas. But that this is easily the best tag team match that we'll probably see in WWE this year, easily probably. without a doubt. I'm not sure there's like anything on the main roster that can touch it. Maybe something with American Alpha, but now we're already seeing kind of like what SmackDown has to offer. And I'm not really digging a lot of that. I don't think like American Alpha versus the Ascension sure as fuck isn't going to beat this. Oh, no, it's not. Nothing with the Ascension is going to beat this. <laughs> no offense to them, but they suck. So. You happy that revival retained, or do you think it should have been Gargano and Ciampa? Yeah, you know, I every time that the revival has a tag team match, I always root for the for the baby faces just because they make it so easy to root for the face because they do such a great job at like just the chase of it. So every time I always end up rooting for whatever face that they go. So if Gargano and whatever the hell his tag team name is won, I would have been <laughs> no offense, I keep on forgetting. Giampa, I always forget it. But if, if they would have won, I would have loved it. And and when the Rev- Revival won, I was like, fuck. But then I, as soon as they won, I was like, oh, great. I, I'll probably see another great tag team match where I'm going to just want the baby faces to win just because they they make it so easy. And, I, and I've said this like 50 times, but they make it so easy for just want to, to root for the, for the underdog, the baby face to win. They do it every single time. And, you know, maybe I thought I thought at first that, oh, they were going against Enzo and Cass and you know, everyone was rooting for them. And then with American Alpha, everyone was rooting for American Alpha, the one. Just because of those, everyone loves them. 
but they they pulled it out with these two. And th- I'm not going to say these two aren't the most lovable guys, but they're definitely not on the same level as American Alpha and Enzo own Gas. So I just think the revival is fucking gold. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of the promo work, but they're fucking gold in the ring. They're so, the yeah. revival of the tag team division. <laughs> That's oh, what I it know. is. No, no, no. We, we've said that like 20 times in like the past five years. So I like I, the, uh, the joke I made tonight. Revival is the uh, term that Dawson gives to when he gives uh, seconds at dinner. <laughs> Shut up. That's <laughs> terrible. And I also just love, complete side note, I think I've mentioned this before, but if I haven't, then it, it bears repeating anyway or whatever. Um, I love how there's been two ways to pronounce both of these guys' names. There's Gargano and Gargano, <laughs> and there's Ciampa and Ciampa. But whenever they do, especially uh, Hamilton, if I'm remembering correctly, whenever he says Ciampa, that's the best because it ends up being kind of like the Edge thing where you get like a little spin on it, and it's always like, Tommaso Ciampa! <laughs> like, it's very like... Like Mendoza or something like that. Like, I don't know. I just fucking love it. I want him to just get announced a whole bunch more. See, Joppa, if you had like a Spanish announcer, see, they could easily roll that C and make it Joppa. I can't do I can't roll my. Rolling a C? I can't roll roll a C. C. (laughs) I don't know. Joppa, like that. That's how you do it, okay? I hope nobody does that. I hope. No, someone sent a video of them doing that. I'll like I don't know. I have like caramel candy next to me. I'll give you one. <laughs> Go ahead and do that. You might get the comment of the week. <laughs> uh, our second to last match of the night was the women's championship match. Asuka retaining against Bailey with a uh, flurry of kicks to the head, not the Asuka lock. Bailey doesn't have to tap out twice. And she also gets a little bit of a send-off at the end there. Uh, Asuka gives her a hug at the end, leaves her in the ring. Bailey gets a standing ovation from the crowd. Really nice. Hugs Becky, Charlotte, people cheer. She hugs uh, uh, Becky and Sasha, people cheer. She sh- hugs Charlotte, people boo. Uh, hugs, I think her mom was the other woman that she had hugged. Then Izzy, so, little yes. girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely seems like Bailey's coming up again. Say so, yeah, hopefully she comes out up to SmackDown because they could fucking use it. <laughs> they really could use her on SmackDown, but I bet she'll end up going on Raw. I'm convinced she's on Raw. That sucks. 100% convinced. But uh, uh, this match was not as good as the Sasha Bailey one from last year, but that's not to, you know, talk shit about it either. That was just an amazing match last year. This time around, another really, really good match. Just not as good. Yeah, you can't put... You can't compare it with with any women's wrestling match. It would be nice for if all, every women's match could be as good as the Bailey Sasha Banks from last year's takeover. But that's just an unreasonably high expectation that we do as wrestling fans because we're right. idiots. Everything's so, always compared to the best. Yeah. So uh, honestly, it was. Uh, I I wouldn't say it was a good match. I would say it was solid. It. I didn't get into it as much as I wish I could, and mm-hmm. it it was. All right, and but it was definitely the it, it, it wasn't the worst Bailey match I've ever seen because you know Bailey Nia Jax it that was just what it was. But this I I just wasn't really interested in it. They didn't really pull out anything too special that I haven't seen from these two before. The match wasn't long at all. Like I feel like this this barely might have hit ten minutes. It didn't last long. So 
it, I didn't think that they didn't. They, this match didn't get enough time to build up into a, a major climax like fucking the t- the previous tag team match. So it it was a solid match, but I wouldn't go out of my way to t- tell people that they need to go watch this match. If you if you're gonna watch this match, you just want to watch the send off after the match. If if you're into like that whole what the send off of like her graduating NXT in a way, but. I I wouldn't say skip it, but I would not tell people to go out of the way to watch this. Yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, it's not to say that it's bad or anything like that. It's just that, you know, it, it might just be more than anything. It followed the tag team match. It could have At been that point, well. it was just like, if it would have been before the tag team match, it might have been easier to perceive it better. But it was probably my second least favorite match of the night. Uh, I mean, you know what? No, that's not, I shouldn't say that. It wasn't. Um it was the second match of the night that I wasn't as much into. That's a better way to put it. Because it's fundamentally a better match than No Way Jose versus Austin Aries. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I wasn't as into it as I was the Sasha Banks one. I was more into it as far as, like, the in-ring action than the Nia Jax one. But that's not saying much either because fucking Nia Jax is, you know. Well, I would see her he... eat some Snickers. <laughs> well, I will say that at least the Nia Jax-Bailey match, it told a good story of Bailey overcoming her after like Nia Jax pretty much putting her out like over and over again. It was pretty much uh, Rocky versus Draco in a way. So it, it, that match really eat sold. you. <laughs> I must eat you like sneakers, <laughs> but it, this, it, it was just a match. And I, I don't want to say it's been a while since I pulled out that it was a match card, but <laughs> I, I'm about to play that card right now. It was a match. Then, that might be the biggest insult that I could give to it. No offense, because yeah. I, unfortunately, I had higher expectations. I thought it would be a really good match, but it it was what it was. Now I will say that the same thing is going to kind of apply to the main event too. Samoa really? Joe versus Shin, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. I had higher expectations for that one too, and I I, I didn't dislike it. Another solid match. Uh, for those who want to know the result, Shinsuke Nakamura, new NXT champion. But I think that the uh, entrance was far better than the match. I don't know if I would go that far. I thought the in- entrance was cool, but I did this thing where I try not to have high expectations at all. I try to go in with no expectations. So I, so when I get something cool and it's and it's probably good, I'll enjoy it. So you should do this thing where you don't have expectations. Uh, like, I can't shut that off in my head. Don't just don't expect a show. That's all you gotta do. Just like don't watch. Just like go in. Just like oh oh what what's this? Oh wrestling. I guess I'll watch this. I've never watched this before. And it's like <laughs> oh that's cool. That, that that might be the best way to go about it. But the match, it, I liked it. I thought it was a, a great match. Uh, the entrance was cool though. I, I I don't think it was like anything amazing, but I liked it. I, I thought it might have gone on a little too long, but. I mean, shit. We've had a couple entrances tonight that like went on forever. So I, I expected, I expected one of these guys, actually Nakamura, to have a long entrance in a way. So it wasn't anything that detracted. But I, I like that. I like the entrance. The match was awesome. I definitely wasn't as good as a tag team match, but this was easily the second best match of the night. And honestly, uh, I don't know if I, I wanted Nakamura to win. Really? I don't know if I, yeah, I don't know. I love, dude. I love Samoa Joe. So, and that it, that might just be being like, oh, like Samoa Joe's biggest dick rider, but uh, Samoa Joe is fucking awesome. And I, as much as I like Nakamura, oh, God, I Snackamura, but uh, I mean, that's why Samoa Joe's going to eat Snackamura. But Samoa Joe is 
easily my favorite person in NXT right now. So, I, I mean, if, if this means that like he'll probably stay in NXT until around WrestleMania next year, and then he'll get called up. But I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Joe got called up real soon, actually. Really? Yeah, I think that they might throw him on the SmackDown. Yeah, you know, they, they're having... They're making... They, it's not Night of Champions anymore. It's Clash of Champions, and which is in Indianapolis I'm probably going to go to. So live coverage from not me, because I'm not going to do that. But uh, I will say that if they do something with like the NXT titles... Because I remember when I was at a, a Pacers game and they were advertising Night of Champions, they showed the NXT title and like their big montage. So I, I, I low-key hope that they do have it there just so I could like watch this match live because that'd be awesome. But I I don't know if I'd expect it. They I, I don't know if they have enough people down there right now for to for to bring Samoa Joe up. Who's Nakamura gonna I I, I mean they do have Bobby Roode and Austin Aries and Eric Young if you want to go that far. But I don't think it would be best for Samoa Joe to come up right now. I don't know what he would do. I have no idea what brand he'd go on. I they have they explained at all what they're gonna do with I mean, I mean, Shelton Benjamin, they kind of pretty much summed up as like a free agent signing. But what, what, how are they going to like determine what NXT star goes on what brand? I assume it's just sort of like another free agent thing. They'll just pop up and go, hey, look at the new roster member. And everybody would be like, yay. And then they'll sweep it under the rug, you know. Uh, that that would suck up. They don't do it like that. But <laughs> I'm hey. thinking uh, you were bringing it up. You said who's left on the roster if you take out Smojo. Bobby Roode's got to be the next NXT champion after Nakamura. That has to happen. Shit. Honestly, a lot of these guys, they could go up on the main roster right now. It takes, takes a lot of people, especially on SmackDown spot, and I wouldn't be upset. So I, I think uh, you could take everybody on this card tonight and you can move them up and it would be okay. Yeah. Pretty much. Now it would maybe, suck for NXT because then they're screwed. Well, no. See what you do is Tony. This whole cruiserweight classic thing, you just put all of them on NXT, and then you'll just like start from there. I I remember last year, Payton actually with this draft, Payton was very high on NXT getting rebooted, and that they're going to do like this big restart thing. And he didn't. Get, he was close. They brought some NXT people up, but it wasn't quite the restart that he was expecting, as we saw with tonight's show. It was still pretty kick ass, and they still have a lot of. Uh, superstars on there but i would not be surprised sometime soon if not, i don't know soon but sometime in the next year if they really just just bring all these guys up and just kind of restart this nxt thing with new new stars in a way well that was one of the last points i was going to ask you about was we this is our first one after the draft where we've taken out alexa bliss nia Jax, uh finn balor a whole bunch of other people like that and Seems like you're kind of agreeing with what I would say here. I was worried that they would end up not being able to pull it off as much because they missed so many different people. But it, I mean, this was a hell of a pay per view. The only person that they were really missing from the show, if they, if you want to consider it at all, was Finn Balor. He was the only one, other than maybe Nia Jax, of importance that got drafted up to the main roster from the draft. So. I mean, Carmella, yeah, but she was mainly a manager. Alexa Bliss, she was mainly a manager. So those two didn't really like affect too much of like, oh my god, this show didn't have Carmella and Alexa Bliss. Like, what the fuck's happening? But <laughs> it it really didn't bother me too much. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I was worried at the draft that that, that possibly the show would have like 
had a weird like tilt of maybe not being as good, but you know, it still had Nakamura, it had Bobby Root, Samoa Joe, the Revival, and a number of other people that really held their own tonight and still show that NXT is amazing still. So I I have no worries about NXT in the like in the present, but sometime over the next year they might have we might have to hit that point when these people go up that we might have to hit a restart button unless they start making more awesome free agent signings. That sanity person, who knows? It's you, Tony. Don't lie. I'm not gonna say anything. I think you got a shot. Uh, I think it's Kane. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was Kane? That'd be so great. Um, so your highlight low point, what do you got? Highlight of the night definitely is going to be the tag team match. That was like perfection of a tag team match. Really enjoy it. If if there's anything you have, if you go and check out one thing from the show, definitely has to be the tag team match because that was the perfect way to tell a story with the tag team match. So that's my highlight. My low of the night, it'll, I really don't know what to give it to because there was nothing really bad on the show if i didn't give it to anything it might be just how lackluster the women's title matches just because i i did expect it to be a better i thought it was gonna be a great match considering that their last uh women's uh championship match between these two was pretty good i expected this to maybe be on the same level but it, it didn't hit it so if anything that would be my love for the night that that was maybe a little lackluster i think my highlight i'm probably gonna have to go with that tag title match as well low point is it cop out if I say uh, pre-show? <laughs> That's a fucking cop out, dude. I didn't even watch the pre-show. I, it I did, was pointless. I did see Renee wearing the deep V again, though. That was exciting. Deep V. Uh, and Lita was wearing something, which is something, I guess. Was Corey, <laughs> was Corey Graves on the pre-show or? Ronaldo. Ronaldo was, okay. What was the other one of the panel? I think Graves might have been like popping Graves up here and there. I know Graves was on commentary. I was like, oh, that's cool, I guess. I I, I forgot Tom Phillips was a person. <laughs> like, really, I, I, I completely forgot he was still in the company. I like Tom. I think he's good. Oh, I think he's awesome with, like, when they were doing the five things. I liked him in that. I like him with a lot of the behind-the-scenes, like, WWE uh, YouTube channel exclusive stuff they do. I like all that stuff. I think he'd be a good guy if, like, they do, like, these WWE 24s that they have for the network. I think he'd be a good guy to put in there to do the interviews and stuff. I don't know what his background is in journalism, but I, I don't know. Maybe they could give him something, have a show some, to do on the network. I got my my backup option then of what my uh, my low point would be. Andrade's outfit. <laughs> you really did not like that, did you? He looked stupid as hell. <laughs> it was kind of stupid. I don't know. I didn't like. I wasn't a big fan of like the tears in it. I thought that both of his outfits were just dumb. Well, Tony, like, uh, he, he think he thinks you're dumb. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you know? You're just a damn guy on the internet. Yeah. I, you know, I, I didn't like the revival before, so I'm done. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. uh, we want to know what you guys have to say about this, so make sure that you drop your comments below on the YouTube video if you're checking this out outside of YouTube on uh, iTunes or Stitcher or what elsewhere. Then leave your comments on the website itself or toss it somewhere else. We got a bunch of different ways for you to do that. Facebook, Twitter. We got... Um, the Mega Maniacs chat as well. So make sure you guys follow all those kind of things. Subscribe, hit the thumbs up button, blah, 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 blah. Drew, anything you want to toss out there? 
Oh, you know, go to the the Mega Maniacs on Facebook. Join us. We have uh, a lot of things going on because of SummerSlam. So a lot of people are going to be posting stuff. If you want to like get interactive with us and other people that we socialize with, go ahead and join that group because it's awesome. You can follow me on the Twitter at Trace of White. You can follow Ricky the the Torpedo. He still exists. He's still your uh, you know whatever All Star Champion. I think that's what it's called. I forgot for a second there, but Universal. do that. <laughs> oh, it's Universal. You know he. I, I what if like, he chose that as a name? I was kind of considering that. I was like, just like beforehand, before he said it was the All-Star Championship, I was like, oh, dude, you should call it the Universal Championship. And guess what? We have one now. Well, hopefully uh, the Universal Championship is not won by Ricky Torpedo Marinara. Oh, dude. Did they, have they uh, shown what the title looks like yet? I don't think so. Mm. So, so what if this it's... is the, the probably the last time that you guys are going to hear from us before we either go... Dude, that's so good. Or that's ah, the stupidest thing ever. I fucking hate it. <laughs> All right, should we should we make a bet on whether it looks good or bad? I would bet. Uh, you know, I'm. I would lean more towards pessimistic. <laughs> God damn it, you pessimistic asshole! I'm gonna say it's gonna be good. All right, well, we'll figure out who's right or who's uh, wrong about that, and it's probably gonna be in the middle, and we'll be like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> But uh, that's it for our NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2 pay-per-view post-show. Hope you guys all had a lot of fun here. This has been another Smart Out moment, and we're being counted out.